With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
The difference between a poet and being an expressionist of poetry is consistency. Do you awake every day with a need to sweep away every heart, mind, and emotion with the words of your heart's devotion? If you do, then maybe you're a poet. And no one has to tell you, you just know it. Your pen is your best friend. The lines you scribe reach inside and touch, pull, and twist at a reader's attention. Not because you are so great, but because your ability quakes and awakening within you each morning as new lines stream from your pen with a calling. You know that your words are not just a show, and so sacred is your flow that you thank God for the gift itself, and you appreciate that gift more than you appreciate anything else. Poetry becomes much like a newborn baby held close to a poet's bosom as a creator's nurturing. More than an identity, poetry is an evolution that grows and stems from the constitution of the entire makeup of mankind. So you have a poetic mind. Okay. Poetry is not a single-sided, one-stop shop to erotica, romance, and a branch form of hip-hop. Poetry is akin to the very elements that make up the warriors of men and the awesome beauty of women. If you can pause for a moment, focus on your heart's topic, and write fluid lines that tell stories through your poetry, knowing that not everyone will get it, but some will hear it as intended. Maybe then you're a poet. But to pick up a pen once every other Saturday and layer a few lines in an attempt to receive accolades from a few loyal friends who don't truly appreciate the art itself anyway, it's all done in vain and just for show. What you produce may be poetry, but are you a poet? No. If the art drives you to live and breathe because of the art in itself you believe, then you yourself are a walking, talking masterpiece, and you share a reason, a season, and a lifetime in contributing to the art. Poets bring light to the dark. Poets like these subscribe because every day, poetry is a part of their lives. Miss Ray Ray, Fancy Face, Elisa, Ebony Poet, Poetic Fire, Poetic Soul, Sensuality, Debbie, Miss Felicious, Mahogany Diva, Poetic, New Hope, Mad Mentality, aka Illumination, Eliasis, Popeye, Poetic Thoughts, King Lyrical, and I'll even add myself, Atlanta Red and many others in blog communities and poetry forums I have not yet had a pleasure to meet. I encourage you to look deep into the roots of poetry. The art of poetry is more than a form of expression and a creative means of telling stories of folklore and lessons. Those who are poets are poets beyond their profession. Their words may be used as weapons, inspiration, and encouragement. Some even misuse it as a hell-bent means to shape faith. But all poets have their place, representing an individual face and the entire makeup of this world we live in. Some use their gift to win friends. Others use their gift to conquer sins. Some focus on spirituality, others on sensuality. But the reality is that all true poets continuously thirst for the moments when pen and paper together flow, a new piece of expression to share with fellow scribes and readers naturally eager to write any time, day or night, know the difference between a devoted scribe 
and an occasional expression from the inside of those who poetically express what their souls bear and those who are poets who write with utmost care. The distinction can be seen in their consistent routine. Do they always attempt to grab your attention with poetry or do they alternate the headlines of their posts and their articles for popularity or for the sake of mere attention to their hidden agenda? A true poet writes in his or her own splendor. Some love the expressions of poetry so much that they lose touch with their own purposes in life. I've seen it with my own eyes, sisters and brothers in love with the lines written by beautiful pens of scribes. Next thing you know, another's virtue is exposed as a backstage hope to be known as a common poet's fellow, poetic contributor, inspirited nurturer, virtuous deliverer, poetically insightful giver. <laughs> now I'm not hating, I'm just waiting for the true admirers of poetry to speak out and teach the poetry writers what the meaning of being a true poet is all about. We true poets put too much time into expressing our artistic lines to find time after time that our lines have been misused by those who choose to swoop our poetic contributions and betray our art with selfish illusions, cast upon innocent readers who crave the art, subconsciously lurking in the dark to cast a spark of light against true poets' names, where false sparks are bound and burned in flames. It's a shame that they don't see that this is no game. This is a lifestyle founded on belief systems. And the more they falsify their agenda through poetic rhythm, they only set themselves back. Now that I've got that bitter conscience out of my mind's track, let me come back to acknowledge greater poets than me. Langston Hughes, a man who never allowed his challenges to be an excuse for not persisting until he made his breakthrough. He let today's young brothers and sisters know that writing itself is about more than poetic egos. Maya Angelou, a lady that every informed black sister and brother knows to be the lady who first brought us a black woman's form to poetry and prose. James Weldon Johnson, the poet who co-authored Lift Every Voice and Sing, who joined hands with John Rossman Johnson to give our hopes wings. Too many of us forget about Phyllis Wheatley, the second of many to follow as a published black female poet who wrote Farewell to America and Niobe in Distress for her children slaved by Apollo. Alice Walker from my home state in Georgia, from the small town of Edenton, whom you know from her book, The Color Purple. I know her by her confidence when she stands and speaks on her beliefs. I could keep going, acknowledging the writers and poets who paid their dues. I, a.k.a. Florence Anthony, Nikki Giovanni, Gwendolyn Brooks, Lucille Clifton, read her poem called Sisters. Ibano Amiri Baraka, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, Anna Bontons, Cornelius Eady, James A. Emanuel, Juniper Hammond, Rita Dove, Etheridge Knight, Claude McKay, poets like you and me, poets, not expressionists of poetry, but committed with loyalty to their gifts, not caught up in the drifts of egotistical attempts to offer poetry as political games traded as cheap means of barter, poets who could flow it and inspire everyone daring enough to come close to it. Now everyone wants to be a poet. If you're a true poet, 
than flowing. But if you seek this road travel through the paid ways of art to be a means of merely lighting your ego in the dark, you break my heart. Each time you scribe with the gumption to emphasize your pen name as a means of fame, instead of giving respect to true writers who exclaim on your behalf so that even society may be changed to open a door to you and share the gift of poetry. I adore my devotion to poetry openly, and the positive spirit of being a black poet thrives within me. Know the difference between being a poet and an expressionist of poetry.
welcome to another night of poetry. Throwback Tuesdays. I'm your host, Miss Poeta Key. We're going to open up Robbie, baby. Hey, Robbie. Hi there. Can you Hi, hear me okay? Oh, yeah. It's kind of clear. Okay, good. Yeah, DTR is being a, an expletive deleted today, <laughs> as usual, so <laughs> it's hard for me to get in and into anything. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, they just changed the switchboards. I don't know. They updated something on the website. It doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have something today called I Know. Uh, I had I wrote I wrote two pieces in the late evening, well late or early early morning, depending on how you want to look at it, like one or two a.m. That's the most fruitful time for me. My mind's really lucid and vivid then, so uh, so this one I wrote around one thirty a.m. or something like that. So uh, here we go with I know. I now know that if you faded out of existence to me that the only thing that would set me free is my capacity of yearn. For if I would grow to yearn for the day when my soul could reach the other side, the mysterious curtain of death now set aside, our souls dancing to the song of a new unison with our soul is now forever side by side. I now know that if I grew to a jealousy over you, it would only be out of care that the fear of losing you it would only be the je- the motive sorry it would be the only motivation of my jealousies of you not some jealousy born out of obsession or possession but simply the desire i have in my heart to always know you i know that if i grew to any capacity of strife in my heart it would only be a strife born of any time that is not spent in loving you for my time's sweetest shades its sweetest flavors and colors are the shades, the flavors, the colors of loving you. I know that if I could erect a statue to you, it would not be of gilded gold, of sleek and shining silver, but it would be made with the essence of you. For the gilded gold outlines of a silver statuette of you, it would be a pale comparison of your spirit, a pitiful placation to the muses, and they laugh at this erected falsity of you, the angles and angelic voices of you in attempt to be captured, these would at best be captured in angles askew. I do not know, though, if I could grow to love you any more than I already do, but the emotion of love, it goes beyond the definition of qualification, and perhaps it is possible that I could grow to love you more from day to day, for you to grow into the sun that wakes me in the morn and to grow into the moon that forever feels like it shall rise so soon your sun and moon growing into the finest boon that my heart could ever receive as a gift that the universe gives over in bloom all I know is that I do not know I do not know what I know of you except that you love me and that I love you And this is all I shall ever need to know, that your love for me will always touch me, that my love for you will always haunt you, in your wakefulness and in my sleep. So now I go to sleep saying, I know, and you go to sleep with me saying this as well, without any prompting, 
and I take joy in the ultimate language of love, which is the verbally unuttered expressions, expressions and thoughts finished off in the passions of love's bodily fascinations. And that's my poem, I Know. <laughs> mm, that is beautiful, Robin. <laughs> yeah, mine was really going off on a tangent there. I guess because it's early in the morning, your mind starts to think weird, like, you know, saying, I know, I know, I know, I don't know, but I know I don't know. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. <laughs> your mind's like, you, you read that after and you're like, ooh, geez, was I on something? <laughs> Well, I feel like in the morning you probably can create a very nice sensual piece like you did. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. I mean, I love it. Can Thanks. You tell everyone, you're welcome, babe. Tell everyone where they can yeah. find your work at. Yeah, uh, I'm at creativethinkersintl.ning.com. That's the bulk of my work. And I have some of my newest stuff at coldfault.org. And my gothic stuff is at wordmachinist.com and my own site, gothiclit.ning.com. And finally, I'm posting a little bit of stuff at a friend's site in the forums section at soulpoetrysite.com. All right, very nice. Well, thank you for calling You bet. I'm going to keep trying to get into the chat for a bit. It'll probably, I don't know if I'll be able to get in there, but I'll try. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Not
this cafe the other day and that's where it happened I saw this sister sitting there in a deep stare as she traced the top of her mug with her fingers and there was something about her I don't know if it was her hair or the way her posture dressed that chair but I could tell she was wondering wondering something and her vibe persuaded me to join her so I did and we began to talking And uh, during the course of our conversation, she requested I be her emancipator. She wanted me to break open the seals to doors she has locked, escaped, and leaving behind her story. Throwing away keys to her freedom. And she said, brother, you and I together could do things much greater than have a conversation. If only you could find a way to free me. She said, let's speak freely. So we started by having meet-ins and soul classes on the weekends, and when she stayed over, I kissed her forehead while she was sleeping. 
And even while we were dreaming of activism, we were speaking. We spoke of a physical evolution and how we could keep away the pollution while looking for the solution to the confusion of what a revolution is supposed to be. It's like we were immersed in something much deeper than a war worth sitting in, and together, our souls formed a movement. And our energies could stand up against any of Hoover's men. And she was right, though. She was absolutely right because we got deeper than any simple conversation. We, in our exchange of wisdom, we visited ancient civilizations, getting secrets from tooth in common. Yosef helped us determine our purpose, and we ate dates with David and his mighty men. Samson told us why he gave his strength for Delilah, and Harriet told us to step forward and never look back. See this sister? This sister challenged me to unlock every fear. For her. And for me. See, she taught me things. This sister challenged me. She wanted me to unlock her revolution. She wants her emotions to run with the convictions like Panthers. She wants her love to struggle for something. She wants her love to struggle for something, something we're fighting for. She wants her love to march with picket signs, to walk with her shoulders back and head high. She wants to overcome. She wants to overcome. She wants to overcome. She wants to overcome so bad. She wants to remember how she came. Because to forget would be a shame. She wants to be free. Thinks that our emancipator should be me, so I accepted gladly. And I set her free. I don't know if it was her hair or the way her posture dressed that chair. We spoke of a physical evolution and how we can keep away the pollution while looking for the solution to the confusion of what a revolution is supposed to be. Kissed her forehead while she was sleeping. And she thinks that our emancipator should be me, so I accepted gladly. And I set her free.
This ain't got to be the way you see it, but this is spoken word according to Diamond J. What is spoken word? Spoken word is literary art in which lyrics, poetry, or stories are spoken rather than sung. It's cool to sing a little bit if you ain't tone deaf. Always and forever. But some people act like it's the military, so you got to watch a step on how you answer the question. But then again, what does it matter as long as you got the basic perception and the concept of the art? Many choose to use music as a backdrop while others go a cappella. I know this fella here never thought about giving spoken word a chance. But all it took was attending one open mic show and a glance at the atmosphere. Some of the stories were true from the heart, while others were whipping it apart, displaying lyrical skills and wordplay. Showcasing the art of storytelling always seems to get the right away. But to me, spoken word is like hip-hop. Wait, wait, let me be more specific. Real hip-hop. Not the shit-hop that seems to plague the airwaves and plasma screens these days. I mean that real hip-hop where MCs have something constructive and worthwhile to say. The Fifth Amendment or the Miranda should be slapped on some of these cats to keep them silent. We're long overdue for another movement to thumb down and stop the violence. But that's a whole nother topic. Sorry I had to go there. But spoken word and real hip-hop to me have something in common they share. The ability to express yourself in an artistical form is not something that becomes the norm overnight. You gotta have the passion and the soul to make your words in the stage one whole. An audience with open minds will not discriminate. They'll give you love before they even get a chance to hear you. You already got their attention when you step to the mic, so just make it do what it do. But be mindful of what comes out of your mouth during this session, because you only get one chance to make a positive impression. So what is spoken word? I'm not a fool. Many poets have their meaning, but for me, it's a tool to use for therapy and ventilation, a way to release my anger and frustration of what happens to me and what goes on all around me. So if my answer ain't good enough for you, it ain't a big deal, see? But this is what spoken word means to me.
y'all gonna like this one this uh piece is called she took me that's uh inspired by another poem written by a poet calling herself lyrical brown so uh hope you like it hope i do it justice so it is she took me there one word at a time as if her lyrical philosophy were meant only for me as her lips formed words encrypted with knowledge From slum villages of yesteryear and day She took me there As her words vibrated against the walls of the superego But she had no ego As her words dared to travel the dirty roads of here and there And back again Like we were separated kinfolk Who were in need of a talk So she talked And my mind listened And spoke to her and telepathic ways of redemption and awe. She took me there without preaching to my subconscious for she directly talked to me for she was directly talking to me as the band plays their butterfly jazz notes and she stood on stage alone with just the microphone in her poem she took me there when she spoke of freedom she took me there when she spoke of her children she took me there when she spoke of Deadbeat dads and deadbeat moms, she took me there. When she spoke of new world orders and disorders, she took me there. When she spoke of finding a better way to define and redefine black, she took me there. When she spoke of freedom songs and freedom runs, she took me there. When she spoke of getting more black folks to read and write, what's on their minds, she took me there. And when all was said and potentially done, she left the stage, and her words continued to echo within the open mic of me. She took me there, so I thanked her, like all female poets. She took me there, for she took me there, somewhere that my male eyes and perception could not see. She took me there.
Will my life ever be what it were? When I broke my sacred laws, emotionally I wish this to dissolve. But it was I that made the wrong and maybe I deserve.
www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash sound dash off dash now thanks and I'll see you there hold up hold up I almost forgot about Friday nights Hey, what's good, family? This your man, S-O-N, again. Look, after a hectic week of work and blog talk radio shows, meet me on Fridays at 12 midnight Eastern Standard Time for one of the hottest online parties on the World Wide Web. That's right, Club S-O-N, featuring one of the wildest chat rooms on the net. Check out your man, S-O-N, as I mix new and old school hip-hop, R&B, neo-soul, house, go-go, live from the Blog Talk Radio switchboard while you enjoy all of your favorite BTR personalities in the chat room. Again, that's Club S-O-N, Friday, 12 midnight Eastern Standard Time. I will see you there. Blessings, my poetic family. This is Miss Poetic D, a.k.a. Miss D. 
showcasing poets worldwide, doing it twice a week. Catch for the Love of Poetry, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get your live recites and poetry over music. And we're going to follow that up with the best R&B music there is. Poetry After Dark, the original. Only on Saturdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where the open mic is blazing. Contact me, poetryafterdark at gmail.com. That's poetryafterdark at gmail.com. I am Miss Poetic D, your host, your poet, your author. www.blogtalkradio.com, Miss Poetic D. This has been a Poetic D, Poetry After Dark. Sound off now. Blog Talk Radio promotion exclusive. All right, welcome back, y'all. This is Miss Poetic D, your host. This is Poetry Go Back Tuesday, and we do have poets that are stepping up to the mic to be heard tonight. 856, you're on the air with Miss Poetic D. Hello? Hello? Hey, Miss Poetic D, what's going on? This is Tammy Land One Entertainment. What's going on? Oh, it's not Sammy, not much. Nothing much over here. I happened to uh, cancel my show tonight, and I came back on Blog Talk to see what was happening, and I ran into your show. So I actually, I wanted to do a poem to a friend of mine who was actually, he uh, plays ball overseas, and he has a book of poetry that he did. And I had wrote him because I haven't heard from him in a long time. And this letter actually was able to get to him. So I just basically wanted to, you know, recite this poem that I wrote to him. Sure. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's to John with love from a friend. And in this world of Internet everything, um, that's basically what I was basing it on. And it's a... Uh, I write this to reach a friend. It's been some time now, and my soul is calmer now, and my blood runs slower now. Still passion burns with the youth of many Christmases past. I breathe a little slower now. I laugh a little longer now. Still skin to technology holds my place now, yet I sigh. I long for my friend I've never known. He's held my heart at the end of a pen. He's touched my soul without knowing. How? I was so ready to give in, yet he never complained, never judged my sins, and he never let go of his pen, my heart, my soul, my friend. I'm sure you know of him, for I have not heard from him in a while, but his name is John, and he is an inspiration and a writer. And that's the end of my poem. Um, This young man who was actually within the NBA went over the seas and decided to start writing poetry. And he does have a book of poetry, but he felt during the time when he and I was in contact with each other that his poetry was kind of being lost behind his craft of basketball. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I like to tell poets, like, keep at it. Regardless of what your your day job is, keep at it. If you have a love for writing, keep at it. Keep on my Saturday show. We were just talking 
about <clears throat> uh, poets and people not really having passion for it but can write. Definitely. Right. It's, it's crazy. And we have, like, I had a young man, I don't know if you know him, his name is Taylor Michael, who is out of New Orleans. This young man is 18 years of age. His mother's in the Navy. His father is a, a, a heavy uh, Republican. And this, this young man is stuck in the middle, and he does my show uh, occasionally. And I'm, I'm trying to tell, like, the youth and stuff, don't get down on your poetry. Keep writing. Mm. There is a venue for you. Yeah. And that's why I can appreciate your show, because you provide that consistent venue for artists to share their craft. And like I said, I have a show this weekdays, every day. And anytime anybody can either find you, me, whomever, Block Talk Radio has given us a venue to sh- to share um, diversity in, in regards to artists and anyone that's out there that's trying to share what it is that they do. Take it, take it and run with it. You know, because, I mean, we're not given anything in this world, but for right now we're given an avenue to take and run with it. Man, do it. Yeah. And, I, I mean, shout out to you because you came up with this concept and you ran with it. I ain't letting it go either. <laughs> Yo, and I, and I don't blame you because I know I'm not. So shout out to you, Miss Poetic D, for even taking the courage and, and just, just doing it because I don't know if you have been like me in regards to hearing the flag, the different stories, the different questions, the, well, what is your show about, whatever the case may be. But, yo, I support you. I'm here for you. I will definitely become an avid listener. We will definitely stay in contact with one another. I just, I, I feel what you do, my sister. I appreciate the love. Please drop your information um, about your show in the chat room as well as um, on the air so everybody knows where they can find your show and I can definitely tune in as well. Oh, yeah. No problem. But I'll stay on and listen. Okay. That's what's up. All right. Thank All you. Right. You're welcome. Bye. Okay. That was Tammy. She's also in the chat room and the beat chat host. Um, definitely glad she called in and said her piece. All love. I'm so proud of the poets and the community within Blog Talk and what we have done and what we're going, because we're definitely done. We're going all the way to the top until poetry is well known. 612, I got your lines open. Good evening, Miss Poetic D. And I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I give my introduction? Oh, please do. All right, everybody, this is the one, the only, the protector of the poetic form, the amazing Dark Knight. That's right. The protector of the poetic form. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so how's your show going tonight? I mean, as you know, you don't know, my internet just got cut off today, so I can only listen to the phone, so I can't get in the chat room. So big ups to everybody that I know in the chat rooms, even though I can't see you there. I'm I'm missing you guys. That's what's up. And it's a good thing we still can get through without the internet. This is true. Um, I think I'm gonna bless you with a piece that I have never read to anybody before. So yes, this is gonna debut on your show. Like oh. like the like the majority of my stuff does. Okay. 
right. The name of this poem is called The World Series of My Life. Um, Welcome back to the game. We're in the bottom half of the ninth of the World Series of My Life. The score is eight to five. The bases are loaded, and there are two outs. This is not your average game of the American League champ versus the National League champ. This is not your, nor is this your classic struggle of good versus evil. This is a battle for my eternal soul, and the devil's got me on the ropes. And I'm almost to the point where I've lost all hope. Now, Satan himself is on the mound, and he's got a wicked curve. He looks at me and shakes his head and laughs with a sinister grin, and he calls out to me and says, Boy, you've got some type of nerve. After I strike you out, I'm going to own your soul. I'm going to toss it into the lake of fire, and that's where you will spend your eternal days. I know that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've walked away from your love, God, and now I'm going to end up the devil's play toy. Here comes the wind-up, the pitch. one. A knife wound to my right hand, which results in me losing partial sensation of my limb. And I start to think, how can I survive without him? I feel somewhat weak and weary as I get back into the batter's box. He shakes off the first signal and does the same with the next. He throws the first in hopes of picking off my praise and worship. Safe, the umpire yells. The throw was a very close call. Here comes the wind-up, the delivery, the pitch. Strike two. A knife in the back, which results in me losing my right kidney. Now I'm on my knees praying to the Holy Trinity. With trepidation, degradation, and a slight hesitation, I step back up to the plate. As I contemplate, is this truly my fate? Then all of a sudden, with a thunderous boom that makes the entire earth shake, a voice from above, like the wings of a dove, calls, Time out. The crowd roars hallelujah, and in the aisles, the saints begin to shout. Descending from his heavenly dugout is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus has arrived to pinch hit for me. When I get back to the dugout, God looks at me and says, You were stabbed in your right hand to let you know that I'm right here and I haven't left. My son, did you forget that I'm an on-time God and that I will always be in the right place at the right time? Then I notice a sign on the right field wall, and the sign reads John 3.16. Then I remember that famous scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth from him shall not perish and have have eternal life. Satan is still on the mound, but his grin has turned into a frown. He realizes that with Jesus at the plate, he'll never get that third strike. Jesus says to Satan, get thee behind me. He has been redeemed by me, and you will never win. Satan, defiant to the end, doesn't say a word, but does manage to end eke out of fiendish green. The catcher walks to the mound as they try and figure out a new game plan. After a few words, Satan starts to kick up the sand. The count is three to two, and that's where we stand. Here comes the wind-up, the delivery, and the pitch. Jesus swings the bat with Jesus swings the bat, and all you hear is a resounding crack. Jesus hit the bar so hard it left the yard. A grand slam. The final score is nine to eight. Now Jesus has reclaimed my right to walk through the pearly gates. Just then God begins to speak to me, and he says, beep, 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 and I'm awakened from my sleep, realizing that it was just a dream. Well, not really a dream, but something more like a vision or a premonition. I get up out of my bed and get on my knees to pray. Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, I thank you for loving me when I couldn't love myself. 
Thank you for keeping me when I tried to walk away. Thank you for helping me when I couldn't help myself. Thank you for breaking my legs like that wandering sheep. Thank you for teaching me when all I had was knowledge of self. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. And that's that piece. Mm. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> the dark night. I, I, I'm loving I'm loving it. Hmm? I said I'm loving the work. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try, you know, I try. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to live up to your legacy. <laughs> you on your way, definitely. Um, <clears throat> tell everyone where they can find your work at. Okay. Um, my work, as well as a lot of other poets, including Miss Poetic D, can be found on my poetry site, Poetic Uprising, uh, www.poetic, P-O-E-T-I-C, uprising, U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G, dot com. Oh, no, that's great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling, and I appreciate that. You staying on for the rest of the show? Yeah, I'm going to stick around and wait and listen to the rest of the show as I get prepared to go to the Blue Nile tonight in Minneapolis, Minnesota to go perform on stage. I don't think I'll be doing this piece because I don't think they're ready for this one yet. I don't think so either, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure right. whatever you recite, it's going to be nice. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing I Need a Woman. I love that poem. Me too. Yeah. All right. All right, babe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Two one four. Um, after I play this song, I'm gonna pull you in. So appreciate your patience. You're definitely gonna get on the air tonight. So just hang tight.
we're back. This is 4D Throwback Tuesdays, and I'm your host, Miss Poetic B. 214, you on the air? Hey, how you doing, Poetic D? I'm fine. How are you? I am doing fine. This is the one and only wise slave. The wise one. That is I. <laughs> how you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm, you know, laid back, chilling. Enjoying yeah, myself. Be, ain't nothing wrong with that. Definitely ain't nothing wrong with that. I like this show on Tuesday. It's pretty laid back. Yeah, I try to keep it like that. <laughs> Y'all quiet today? <laughs> yeah, you know, if it, thank God for my poets because if not, I would just keep rolling, you know, because I get just laid back with the music and the poetry. It's a a nice mixture to have me in relaxed mode, so. I understand that. I was in there, you know, listening to, you know, the songs you were playing, and I just started writing. So I want to recite this piece. I call it Alchemy of Her Hips. So it's something new, something fresh. So let's see how, you know, how everybody like it. It's okay. Little bit. That's cool. And again, it's called Alchemy of Her Hips. You like that title, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> All right. Angel eyes saying I'm trying to sound sexy. <laughs> she knows this how I talk. She knows our conversation. All right, you ready? <laughs> <clears throat> I want to disappear inside of you and awaken your subconscious as you sleep when in your dogmatic slumber, finger painting the cosmos with your breath, as you inhale and exhale life's woes, and I'm just standing there in the darkness, whispering voodoo to your Christian soul, as the leaves of grass erupt within the happening, and I still want to just disappear despite being invincible, invisible to the world, and perhaps to you, as you approach, as I approach you. With ashy lips and love poems written for two. And right about now, I wish that I had written at least one of them about you. As you sleep, your dogmatic sleep, and cry the tears of vampires before they bite the necks of their lovers. And I want to weep for you as my ashy lips caress the echoes of your emotions. And by now, I've already started kissing the inner walls of you, the inner walls of you and made you hum a thousand and one times plus one. And all I can say is, damn, why must I lust and not love you as you melt like butter on my lips and discover me penetrating the deeper levels of you as you melt from my kiss and discover me penetrating the inner layers, the inner levels of you as you erupt on my, as you erupt on my tongue as you erupt on my soul my and all I can say is damn why can't I love you <laughs> your ashy lips huh sometimes <laughs> it happens like that <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness look at them Joe's chappy scratching her baby hold fast man <laughs> like let me stop don't, don't, you should have put the ash bits in there. I, I can't mess with that. 
<laughs> Unless that was a metaphor for something else, man. The help form was a metaphor. As I said, it's all about alchemy, transference of energy, of mind, body, and soul. Oh, so even that's when you really make it love. Uh-oh. A lot of people can't get it to that level. That's a whole nother level right there. It's a whole wow. nother level. <laughs> that's when you know you need to go to church afterwards just to get saved again because you've done a lot of sinning. They don't have to put you in the water, boy. Some baptism going on. <laughs> Sometimes it'll be like that, you know. But it's got to be with the right person, though. Of course, of course. Well, well, please tell everyone where they can find you at. They can find me here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, hosting my show, Pick a Bigger Boyfriend. If they would like to hear more of my poetry, of course, they can always go to. My SoundClick page, soundclick.com slash wiseslave. And Google me. I'm all over the internet. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to record this piece tonight and I'm going to send it to you. That way you can play it anytime you want. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. But I'm enjoying the show. I'm going to let somebody else get on the mic and let them do what they do. All right, babe. Thanks for calling in. Always. Bye. Bye. Let me tell you, girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, here I go, here I go. I know you heard me say it time and time again. But they would watch your world and change your life. But I can't blame them because you make a nigga want to get involved, want to get some draws. Put my bid in and get it you No disrespect but I want it better than you do The only difference is they look out for themselves But I'm doing it just to hear you yell
stand before you humble. Your wish is my command. You are my strength, the path to my destiny. Come walk along beside me on this path.
When we meet, we greet beneath pink satin sheets. Our speech is bleak, not needed for our sexual exploration. We play a kissing game, orally consuming your juices as you grab my head, but stroke it as smooth as apple pie. Your face turns on my bathtub water, running like cinnamon and sugar pie filling between my thighs. When you slide inside, you're surprised by the ride because the arch in my back is unlike a virgin bride. My eyes try to hide the passion inside our love. It's so sweet, sort of like a peach, but more like a strawberry haze, a maze to find an exit, to pour out, lost in the puzzle. Make love to me and solve my riddle. Make me come into your world. I want you to catch the pearl. Here we go. I move slow as it realizes, oh yeah, you made me peek. You freak like an apple pie complete. Cut and serve hot from the oven. Delicious, the taste. I love, just as sweet. Ready to eat?
through the door. Walking through the door. Walking through the door. With negative thoughts hitting my mind, remembering all the emotional and mental abuse, body and soul bruised from the domestic violence, walking through economic depression, is I reel from the loss of my job while watching my children dealing with racism, each one being a negative door I must deal with. Program after program I go to, to be turned away. How can I, an American, so easily have strayed? Where's the door to my dream as I hear the screams of rape? A body, mind, and soul while trying to find a way up out of my hole. Education I had to leave behind. Sitting here wondering why Pandora's box had to be opened in my life. Who dared to let it overflow? Hope flying out the window. Faith I left behind. Babies crying at my feet. Wondering what this meal they will eat. Uniforms say they must wear. Yet shoes are still a hard thing for me. Walking. Walking through the doors. Positively, I reinforce what was forced upon you. Mending your mind, body, and soul. Giving you a stimulus package of hope. Knowing after the storm, change has come. As faith is your soul's reparation. Given to you in good measure. The abuse and neglect is preparation. In the now, you stand strong. We're standing the test of time. Looking for food while I was feeding your mind. Preaching to you from the confines of Pandora's box. The mental and emotional abuse tested your cocoon. It takes a queen to come out of the fire. Through the ash you metamorphed into a phoenix. The insurrection of the sunlight reflected the moon. Your energy is the synergy that heals. Now you are being the difference. Domestic violence was never for you to remain in silence. Its remnant sustains the indifference of our physical injustice. Now you know you're called to justice. And your children's cries were a testimony. Yet they will hunger no more. Life is a lesson. Educating us in the blessing. Easy access does not mean easy dwelling. The addict walking through the doors. All right, and this is the close out of Four Two Throwback Back Tuesdays. I'm your host, Ms. Poetic D. Um, as usual, every good thing has to come to an end eventually. Uh, see you guys on Saturday if you're available, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we'll have our open mic and poetry after dark. Definitely a hot, hot show, and hope to see you all there. Uh, peace and blessings to all that came out tonight and filled with Ms. Poetic D. I appreciate the love. One love all. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it seems There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's right there when we call In Him is where my strength 
Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.